anything new with you at work? No, we did a we did a shoot last week um, at a at a facility here in Charleston, and worked with some people that actually have like an IMDb page and have been on like Righteous Gemstones and Doom Patrol and a couple other things. So that was interesting. Huh. Dance, monkey, dance. Welcome to this week's episode of Dance Monkey Dance. I'm Chris. I'm John. How you doing, John? Oh, fantastic. Yeah, you getting ready for the holidays? I'm sure as hell trying. <laughs> sure as hell trying. I I went to a new place for a haircut yesterday. Oh. Who yeah. will not be going back there? Oh, did they did they butcher you? Give you a bowl cut? No. No. But when I was in the Netherlands, I went to like a legitimate barber shop and they did a really good job. Yeah. So I figured, well, you know, I'm kind of in a hurry, so I'll, I'll find a barber shop nearby. And I searched through Yelp and I found one down the street and there's even a picture of a white guy getting his hair cut. <laughs> <laughs> and I showed up at the wrong barber shop. Oh. It was entirely Latino. And the guy who cut my hair didn't even speak English. How did you how did you tell him what you wanted? I told I said what I wanted and he would repeat it back in Spanish to the guy on the other side <laughs> of me and then that guy would answer him. <laughs> and yeah. Oh, holy shit. It was it was like, oh, gringo doesn't belong here <laughs> you think they were talking about you like in spanish while you were getting your haircut i don't know no i don't know <laughs> i didn't i didn't hear anything that would you know didn't hear chocha my curiosity or gringo or no 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 none of that shit no <laughs> chupi traga oh man and so so he didn't do a good job he did an okay job, but the whole experience is why I would not go back. Oh, okay. And I would feel really awkward saying, do you have anyone who speaks English? At, at <laughs> what point did you realize that you went to the wrong place? Uh, because the place I looked up was called Hunter's Barbershop. Okay. And when I, and I thought this is where I was going. It's, brand new little strip mall big neon letters say barber right in front of it so I thought oh this must be the place but then I got inside <laughs> and like there's a big sign on the wall that says pure cuts and all the uh, you know the uh, the bibs and shit were were emblazoned with that logo why didn't you just walk out because I I, I no. <laughs> <laughs> Why didn't you walk in and look around and be like, oh man, I'm in the wrong spot. Sorry. Like, 
Nobody would have said anything. Nobody would have even cared. I suppose. Well, why I did figured, you put hey, yourself through that? Not? Well, because the last guy who cut my hair in the Netherlands was from Iran. Okay. His, his name was Mo. Mo from Iran. Okay. Mo from Iran, and he didn't really speak English either. But all he kept saying was "beautiful day, beautiful women." <laughs> <laughs> but he did a really good job so I didn't think anything of it but you didn't think that maybe there'd be a little bit of like skill offset between Mo from Iran in the Netherlands and Ho- Jose from <laughs> from Puerto Lakeland Rico. in <laughs> Orlando I don't know what you're comparing that to it was just an experience. Okay. And how if much did this ever... experience set you back? 27. Okay. Uh, that's not that's bad. That's not bad. That's about average. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> I was waiting for like but... 75 bucks. <laughs> no. So next time I'll I'll wait until Nick's available. <laughs> uh... But yeah. So anyway. Jeez. I mean, you always have it pulled back in a ponytail anyway, right? I do, but I but I had the sides cut shorter than the top. Okay. So that like when when like the sideburns grow in, I can trim them back. And it was just getting wide. You get a man bun? Yeah. Yeah. The guy next to me had a man bound with dreads. Oh, God. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it looked like a pile of seaweed. <laughs> uh, so anyway. Wow. Yeah, Christmas is coming. Yeah. It's a lovely 73-degree 73 73 day here in <laughs> Florida. Yeah. I'm bringing back a, a Christmas tradition. Oh, actually. Oh, go ahead. Oh, what's that? No. Go ahead, finish. I was gonna say, oh, it's only it's only sixty four. Oh, it's cold out. It's it's chilly. You better bundle up if you go outside. I will. I will. <laughs> so uh, I'm bringing back a Christmas tradition this year. Uh, when I was a kid on Christmas Eve, you know, when you were a kid, Christmas Eve always took forever, right? Right. Like hours seemed to stretch to days, like because you were wanting Christmas to be there, and so I would get. Uh, plastic model kits um, and build a plastic model kit every year for, for Christmas Eve. And it's actually the reason why I bought my first 3D printer was because um, I was looking for a plastic model kit to build when we bought our house and kind of bring that back and I couldn't find one that was cheap because mo- okay. model kits used to be inexpensive and now they're not. Right. Um, but over the last year I have either bought or been gifted several model kits from, from like star Wars characters. Mm-hmm. And so I'm going to build them all on Christmas Eve. Oh yeah. It's going to be fun. That's, that sounds like fun. Yeah. I have a, I have a Boba Fett and a Mandalorian and, okay. uh, an R2D2 and a BB-8. Oh, nice. So okay. yeah, I'm going to build all those on Christmas Eve. Is the family going to help? No. Or, or are you gonna be locked in your room upstairs? Yes. And in my in my okay. studio by myself. Everybody else get out. They'll 
and they'll be downstairs screaming at each other. Yes, it's me time. Okay. You want to give me a Christmas well, good. present? Give me some peace and quiet for, you know, some seven. solitude. <laughs> what do you want for Christmas? I just want you to be good. <laughs> I just want you to shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, my. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah, so I'm looking forward to it. I haven't done that in a long time. Well, good. Are you in the Christmas spirit this year? Um, I have a tree. Is it decorated? Yes. Okay. I didn't know if maybe you just it's... went out and got a tree and just stuck it in the corner. No, I actually decorated it. Okay. I've got over a thousand lights on it. Oh, wow. Um, it's Tesseract powered. <laughs> okay. I'll have to send you, I'll have to send you photos. Yes, please do. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's got like all superhero ornaments, both DC and Marvel and. Oh, nice. Looks good. Looks good. Nice. I've got my, my app enabled Christmas lights going. (laughs) (laughs) So you can turn them on and off from anywhere you are in the world. Yes. Nice. Including the couch. Does it, (laughs) does it play different songs as like the lights flash? No. You know, do you do you speak into your your phone Avengers Assemble and like the Avengers theme <laughs> plays? No, but that's funny. I'm here to help. Whatever, you know, if I can give you okay. ideas. Okay. Well, I appreciate that. <laughs> Good times. Have you been watching any Christmas movies? Well, it's been a while since we spoke last. It has. Shit's gotten in the way. Yes. So, let's see. Going back, I don't think we talked about the new Ryan Reynolds, Will Ferrell movie, Spirited? Uh, No, we haven't. I have not watched that yet, but I heard it's pretty good. I thought you were going to watch it with your kid. Did that change? Did I say that? Yeah, you did. I don't know. I've slept since then. (laughs) Um... I don't remember that in the conversation, but I still haven't watched it. <laughs> well, what did you think of it? I really liked it. Yeah. I I was I was mildly surprised with the direction the plot took. I thought both of them were fine. Can Ryan Reynolds um, carry it, a tune? It's not bad. Yeah. Not bad. The songs are funny. Um, it had a very Scrooged-like feel to it. Right. And then it totally did like a 180. Oh. So, yeah, it was good. It's it's worth watching. Okay. And then I, I think I finally watched Elf all the way through in one sitting. <laughs> You've never seen Elf all the way through? I've probably seen most of it yeah. in bits and pieces. Okay. And that's pretty good. It's it's Will Farrell at his annoying best. <laughs> yeah, I watched that this week while I was working and it's it is it's like peak Will Farrell. Mm-hmm. And you could tell that they let him off his leash in a lot of it just to see what he would do. Right. Um 
Yeah, I mean it's a, it's a fun holiday movie. It's not something that like I go out of my way every year to watch. Yeah. But if I think about it, I'll be like, oh, I should watch Elf. I mean, and it's a good it's it's a good like example of early like John Favreau as a director. Yeah. Um, and you can see like the inklings of like the director he's going to become. Cause I think some of it's a little rough, but yeah. Um, you get Peter Dinklage and uh-huh. in a cameo about elves, which is interesting. Uh huh. Um, and I don't think, I think it's Santa's workshop. It's all regular size people that are digitally shrunk or in bigger sets or whatever. There are no like little people. Right. Um, or their kids or whatever. Um, yeah. So, you know, Peter Dinklage is the butt of the elf joke in Elf. Um, but it's a good scene. Yes. It's very funny. You know, he's a little over the top, but, you know. Well, I mean, that's before Game of Thrones, wasn't it? Yes. Yep. How many How many offers was he getting? Well, not for mainstream stuff, probably not a lot. He was doing a lot of independent stuff before Game of Thrones. Yeah. Because he didn't want those. And I guess I guess when he heard it was John Favreau and and Will Farrell, he he said, "Okay, I'll do this one." Cuz he's not he's not in an elf elf outfit. Right. You know, he's mistaken for an elf by an idiot. So, <laughs> Yes. Uh, also watched Bad Santa. Wait, no. Is that the one with Vince Vaughn? Uh, and Kevin Spacey? Bad Santa. Wasn't Vince Vaughn and Fred? No, Fred Claus. Fred Claus. Fred Claus. Yeah. Fred Claus. Yes. <laughs> and that was just disturbing. I've never actually because, seen it. Um, they do head replacements on some of the elves. Like one of them is uh, John Higgins. Okay. He does a lot of character stuff, but it looked horrible. It looked like that Elf Yourself app you, you do every year. <laughs> oh. Where they paste your face over. Yeah, I'm looking at like still pictures. Yeah, it was it was pretty bad. Yeah, just because you can do something doesn't mean you should. Right. Because sometimes it just does not look good. Yeah. And the other thing that I happened to catch was the Disney's A Christmas Carol. Okay. The one with Jim Carrey. Oh. Mocap. Uh-huh. Um, really shows its age now. Really? Yeah, just looking at the quality of the animation, it it's not even early Pixar good. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that was always one of those examples of like um Uncanny Valley. Mhm. Where they tried to push it as far as they could, but it just doesn't really work. Right. We watched um uh, the Christmas Story Christmas. Yeah. Have you seen it? I have. Okay. I'm I'm guessing that you didn't like it. I and 
it didn't feel like it needed to be made. Well, like, it didn't feel like it, it brought anything new to the story. The way I interpreted it was, you know, the original is this innocent look at a kid's love for Christmas and right. trying to get that one thing that you always wanted on your Christmas list. And this was the follow-up of that kid being a parent needing to do that for his kids. Right. Um, I enjoyed it. I thought it was pretty well okay. done for what it was. I'm okay. I'm glad they got everybody back. I'm I'm a little upset they didn't get the mother back, but like right. she's like in her nineties, so I'm sure yeah. that they didn't want to like you know. But um, Julie Haggerty looks like shit. Yeah, I mean, I re- I remember her growing up in the airplane movies, mm-hmm. and like you know, she was she was the main focus of like of all the guys of like, oh, she's really hot and she's the one that like everybody's after, and you see her now and it's like, oh, you haven't aged particularly well, right? Um, and I I feel like Peter Billingsley has aged tremendously in the last couple of years like I feel like when he was in the Spider-Man movies and like Iron Man and stuff he didn't look that old yeah and he's like 51 now Um, but I feel like when he did Iron Man where they shave the top of his head or whatever he, he didn't look as as aged as he did in this movie and I don't know if they did something to him to make him look older for this movie. Um, you know, cause I was trying to figure out age wise the first, the first movie supposed to take place in like 1940. Right. And so this was like 1973. So he'd be like 50 or four. Well, he's supposed to be like 10 or 12 in the first movie. Something like that. So he'd be like, he's this character's supposed to be pushing like fifty, I guess. Right? Am I doing the math right? Yeah, that, yeah, that makes sense. Three forty. Yeah. Um. And he just looks. He looks way. He looks his age, I guess. And I don't. I wasn't expecting that. I I pictured him younger than what he looks like. Okay. But I. I do like that, like, they were able to get everybody else back. It was, if you were in the first movie, they found a way to bring you back. Right. And then they rebuilt yeah. all the sets and stuff, and, you know. Well, I mean, it it was very um, nostalgic. Yes. Which the first one was as well. Yes, and this this is a lot of fan service. Um. Because they, I don't think they wrote any new music for for it. I think it's all the original soundtrack. Yeah, and they just kind of put it into new scenes. And there's, they reshoot a whole bunch of stuff to make it look like the first film. And um, it's definitely supposed to be pulling on your heartstrings. Yeah, but I think it, like for a follow up that's forty years later or whatever it is. Yeah, I mean, I think it was fairly well done. I don't think it'll ever become the cult classic that the first one is. Right. I don't think like TBS will start running these two movies back to back for 24 hours on Christmas. 
You don't think so? You don't think it would be like the Santa Claus marathons? Uh, possibly. Possibly. I don't know. But it was it, it was okay. Speaking of the Santa Clauses, did you finish that six-part miniseries? I, I didn't. I no? have the last one to go. Oh, okay. Yeah, I've been very busy. <laughs> very, very busy. You're a very busy person. Yes, I am. Okay. What about Willow? Are you caught up on Willow? I'm like halfway through the last episode. Okay. I'm. I have serious problems with Willow. This is number four. Yes, they're Episode halfway four. through. They're f- through four through. Oh, there's eight. eight. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, this article. Uh, this article. This episode is like really dark visually. This is the one in the castle, right? Yeah. In Knockmore. Yes. Yeah. I don't understand the conversation that happened in the production of this that said, you know what episode three needs at the end? Uh, Enter Sandman by Metallica. (laughs) Yeah, I'm... I'm a little put off by the modern references. The cursing is a bit much. Right, yeah. Um... I think it's you've probably already seen the scene in the last one because I think it happens towards the beginning but they ask Willow what happened after he defeated Bab Morta right and his answer is we all got pissed yes and I was like what the fuck is this (laughs) I didn't understand when Allura Dannon meets the two women in the forest Mm -hmm. and they're wearing denim clothes Yes. I'm like, she's wearing a hat, like, off of, like, they went out and bought that. Right. Like, that's not made by the production crew or the the costuming department. Like, they said, we need to dress these two women. What do we do? We don't have any budget left. And they said, we'll just go out and get some, like, farming clothes. (laughs) Like, it's really weird. Yeah. They're they're making some weird choices. Production wise. Yeah. And like they turn around, like they rebuilt the, the, all the sets from like Bab Mortis Castle. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that looks fucking amazing. And then they go and they pull other shit. And it's like, oh, okay. You don't really know where your priorities lie in here. Right. Like the, 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 the one guy, Boar Man, the, the, like the big dude. Yeah. With the beard. Mm hmm. He's, he's like, you know, he's talking like he's living in 2022. Right. And I'm like, that's not that. This is not what Willow should be. Right. So I don't, I don't know how to like, I want to keep watching, but it's, it's, I'm on that like edge of like, do I really care about this anymore? (laughs) And I probably will just because I want to see how they tie it all up. But, Right. I don't know. It's a. Uh, it's not what I hoped it would be. It's only one season, right? As far as I know. Okay. I don't know if they were trying to to do more than that. Yeah. Um, but as far as 
As far as I know, it's only one. I think they're waiting to see what the response is, which is not good. I mean, nobody on the internet seems to like this. Uh, no. I mean, and I will say it like weirdly, the one person that I like in the cast is the dude from Spider-Man, the Tony uh, Revolori. Is he the the guy they have to chain up in the yes. castle? Okay. Yeah. He actually gets to act in this, which he didn't really get to act to do in the Spider-Man films. Okay. So it's nice to see that, that he's got some leeway here, but like, I don't like the character of Willow at all. No, no, I, he's a Laura Dannon is a whiny little bitch. The, the kit chick and, and the other one that are secretly in love with each other. Mm-hmm. Like I could care less about, like they're both like boring fucking characters. And I'm like, what is going on? So I don't know. Yeah. I keep waiting for it to get better, but I don't think it's gonna you know now we're how far in we're halfway yeah unless there's some really stellar turnaround at some point i can't see like like the most emotional moment is when willow's friend dies the the other little person Mm -hmm. and like that was like oh that's that's kind of sad and it's like okay the one interesting person is now gone yes like so who am i supposed to be rooting for here because i don't like any of the other people (laughs) You're supposed to make your main character likable. Right. And that's not that's not going on here. I mean, I like the fact that oh no, you may you might not have seen that yet, so I won't <laughs> spoil anything. All right. There's a couple things that happened in that last episode that I I enjoyed, but okay. it's it's way fan servicey. Mm. But yeah. Have you watched the new National Treasure series? I haven't because I keep hearing that it's not very good. Okay, so it's only two episodes so far. Okay. But I I really kind of like it. Are they? It's, it, Go ahead. It's um, no character so far. Well, Harvey Keitel is in it, but he dies in the first episode. <laughs> okay. Spoiler alert. Um, it's not a big surprise, but I like the story they're telling and the clues and I don't know. I it's just something I I like. Are so. they following the movie stuff of like trying to weave some of actual like history into it? Um. So in this one, uh bunch of totally new characters uh one is this uh mexican girl whose mother gives her a a uh, necklace that belonged to her father who apparently abandoned the family to search for treasure and um she through a number of you know typical sitcom kind of conveyances gets pulled into this treasure hunt. Um, the bad guy is Catherine Zeta-Jones. Oh, she's getting some and work these days. She is. And she looks really good in this compared to Wednesday. <laughs> okay. Um, 
so yeah so it's like you know they find all these these artifacts and these i don't know i just think that's cool okay i'd say it's worth a watch okay watch watch the first one and see what you think because i've heard um i've heard that it's kind of hokey but you know it's it's hard to know so was the original i know so i mean it it felt very true to the spirit okay fair enough like i said after two episodes so who knows it may go totally off the rails <laughs> like so many things do on disney plus yeah well but maybe not i mean it'd be nice to have something else to watch so sure i'll have to look that up and see Speaking of Wednesday, um, we're only like four or five in. Yeah. I I think it's, it might be my favorite um, Tim Burton project in a good long while. Really? Yeah. Okay. I, the, the, the one thing that kills me, I think it's fine when Wednesday is by herself. Uh huh. Whenever Gomez and Morticia show up, I'm like, "What the fuck is he thinking?" That casting is just bad. They don't talk like Gomez and Morticia. They don't. They don't act like them. They don't walk like them. Nope. Like I was just like, I don't understand. I mean, I know it's supposed to be grounded, but like, this is a world where like the public is very aware of a school for freaks. Well, and it's really odd the way that that they interact with each other. Like, they're all not dark like Wednesday, you know, like the, right. the perky rainbow werewolf who can't change. Right, right. And, like, the, the, um, the vampires are hanging out outside during the day. Right. And so that's all a little weird, but, like... Um, I think that those scenes, I think the Nevermore stuff is way more interesting than like when the family shows up. Oh, definitely. And I like Jenna Ortega. I think she's doing a, a good job as Wednesday. I think she's made it her own. Okay. Um, we have a couple of bets in the house on who the monster actually is. Okay. Um, do you have a, do you have a, well, have you seen them all? Do you know who uh, no. the monster is? No, I'm about where you are. Okay. My guess at the monster is in the first episode, there is a scene where a woman in a pickup truck drops off a guy uh-huh. in the woods. Yep. And we like my kid kept saying, why does that look like large Marge from Pee Wee Herman? <laughs> and so I think it's her. I think it's large March. Well, I think it's the woman that was driving because she knows where she dropped that dude off. Yeah. And then, you know, comes back and kills him. Um, and the, the monster kind of has that same weird claymation look of when large March turns into whatever that is, you know, tell him large March sent you. Yeah. And looks at Pee Wee and like becomes this weird monster thing. 
There's okay. a little bit of that in the monster. And I was like, that, that that's too, too random to not mean something. So I think it's her. Okay. I think anybody else is too obvious, but what do you have a, do you have a opinion? Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. I'm just wondering if it's somebody we, somebody like among the main cast. I just think it's too, too obvious for that. Yeah. You don't think it's, it's, uh, Brienne of Tebeth? I don't, I mean, she's a shapeshifter. Right. And there's definitely some weird shit going on with her, but I don't know if she's the monster though. Okay. What if it's Swamp Thing? Swamp Thing? Swamp Thing. (laughs) They're going to tie all of this together. All fantasy worlds are part of the same universe. Oh, there you go. I mean, there is, like, Tim Burton definitely has gone into hiding, like, some Easter eggs into his shit here. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, there's all kinds of stuff, like, um... Um... There's a chick that kind of looks like Large Marge, obviously. And then right. the, I think it's the second episode where they have the boat race and uh, yeah. Wednesday's group is dressed as cats Yes. and Wednesday's outfit is very much like the Catwoman outfit from um, Batman Returns mm-hmm. and there's a Joker boat and one of the Jokers is meant to resemble, um, uh, what's his name? Jack Nicholson. Okay. So he's definitely like to the point now where he's referencing his own shit in this in Easter eggs. Okay. So I just wonder if like, we're going to get an Easter egg, like, you know, Pee Wee Herman show up (laughs) at some point. What if Pee Wee Herman is the bad guy? Hey, he could be. That's what happens when like, you know, the, the, um, the genie dies. Yes. What was the genie's name? Um, um, zombie zombie. Yeah. That dude got cremated and then put into a zombie box. <laughs> There's a. Have you ever seen on on uh, Facebook? Uh, not on Facebook. On YouTube, the channel Grim Life Collective. No. So it's a it's a husband and wife that do they do a lot of like horror movie locations. Oh, you know what? Maybe I did. What uh, are they called again? Grim Life Collective and they did um, the guy did a video about the urn from Jombie and in the Hollywood um, cemetery where he's buried they have these glass walls where if you're cremated you can look at the urn and like they have pictures or, you know, something about your life. So the guy that was squiggy on Laverne and Shirley yeah. is buried. Well, I say buried interred close to where the zombie guy is. And like, I guess he wrote a book. And so his book is in there and he's got like, I guess he was a big baseball fan. So he's got a baseball hat in there. And so like the stars are able to after death kind of still hawk their own stuff. It's really weird. <laughs> I guess if you're walking through there and you see that and you go, Oh, he wrote a book. I should go get that book. 
It's very strange. But that's Hollywood for you. Do you think he's really dead? Oh, there's a picture of it. Okay. Interesting. <laughs> so yeah, it's like all a, down laughing. Yeah, it's it's like a big it's like a big case, like a glass case where the, the yep. I guess you buy like a cubicle thing and after you're dead they push you and he's in like a I guess his urn looks like a like a treasure chest. Oh, okay. That explains the treasure chest. Yes, I guess that's his <laughs> urn. And then they okay. they fill in the space around you with stuff. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, apparently he's a Pittsburgh Pirates fan. Yes. He's got a snow globe of the stadium. He's got a... Is that a batting helmet or a baseball cap? Something like that, yeah. And then he's got something something in a box. I guess that's the new way to, like, you know, bury yourself. Okay. Well, good for him. I guess. No? Uh, yeah, just be dead. Like, you don't have to punch uh, it. No. No, no, no. No, no, no. See, I want to I want to be cremated. I want to put be put in my replica genie bottle. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Don't think I'm not going to use this as evidence when you die. Surrounded by action figures and, uh, okay alright we'll let everybody so know that's where they come that's to my you. final wish it's my final wish but you don't want the, like the really expensive action figures because then people will be breaking in to get them what do I care at that point <laughs> well then why even do it just so I can say I did it okay when I get to heaven oh okay I can, I can go hey look at that like you're I'll... getting into heaven <laughs> Uh, so yes, I have I have watched Grim Life Collective. They okay. did a uh, a backlot tour at Warner Brothers. Yes, but for the so that was that's the one I specifically watched. Okay, yeah, with the one that they closed, right? The Warner Brothers Ranch. No, this is the the backlot tour that I took. Oh, last okay. Because I think he went. Your your buddy Adam the Woo, I think he went with him when they were closing, yes. like like they were they were getting rid of the street that like the the Griswold house is on and the Lethal Weapon house. Did they break in? No, they were invited. Oh, they were okay. invited to um to to kind of document it since not a lot of people would get to see it, especially okay. now that they were tearing it down. Huh. And they, uh, I guess the thing was they weren't allowed to post the video until after they had torn the street down. Oh, yeah. Okay. They've got some interesting stuff. Yeah, it's it's some things you're like like you know movie movie set locations and stuff like that, and then some of it's like this is where Jeffrey Dahmer like did his stuff, and it's like oh, (laughs) yeah, that's kind of weird. They're always entertaining. The Ruby Slippers and the Life of Frank Albaum. Sure. Buddy Holly's Grave. Leonard Skinner Plane Crash Site. Grave of Anne Rice. How We Met in Our Life in Savannah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, interesting. So, yeah, another channel recommendation. Okay. You've never seen it. Worth checking out. Yeah. 
So I guess we need to talk about the shakeup at DC this week. Okay. So in October, when Black Adam came out, uh, it was revealed that Henry Cavill had left the Witcher series um, and was going to focus on becoming Superman again. Right. And then they hired James Gunn and Peter Safran as the new head of heads of the DC connected universe. Um, whatever they were going to call it, whether it's the expanded universe or connected universe or whatever. And with a slate of movies coming out that ties to the old DC extended universe, it was believed that Gunn and Saffron were going to kind of shepherd what was already there into like the future. Okay. Uh, Peter Gunn was supposed to destroy the Sith, not join it. And <laughs> this past week he joined the Sith and basically announced that all of the stuff that came before anything that you've seen that was from DC with the exception of the Matt Reeves Batman stuff that's going on and the Joker stuff. Everything that you've seen up to this point is just not canon anymore. And I think they're going to shoot themselves in the foot with it. Well, I mean, Disney tried to go that way with Star Wars and it backfired on them. Yeah, I mean, there's no better actor right now for Superman than Henry Cavill. I think Well, except the new one's going to be black. Well, if you're going by the comic books, um he is Superman. Like he embodies that character really well. I think the best that it's been since Christopher Reeves. And to see him get kind of shit on yet again, um <laughs> Because he was all like he started the DC universe. It was him that stepped up and got the the ball rolling. And then they kind of put him to the side because they didn't know what to do with him. And then they were going to bring him back. And now they're not. And it's it's just a damn shame that you get actors that are like, I want to do this. Like, this is what. I've wanted to do it since I was a kid and now they're going to get rid of like Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman and they're getting, they're getting rid of Henry Cavill and Ben Affleck may come back to direct, but he's never going to like, there was all this stuff over the summer of like Ben Affleck was seen at the um, Aquaman set. Right. And he was filming cameos for that. That's all gone. They're not including that anymore. Henry Cavill and Gal Gadot had shot scenes for the flash movie. That's gone. They're cutting all this shit out. And it's like, why DC is never going to rise above shit entertainment. If they can't even get this right. The only two that did that nobody knows about. I'm, I'm assuming they're not bringing Ezra, Ezra Miller back after the flash. Right. And, I guess Jason Momoa has already talked about becoming Lobo in the future. So apparently that was his deal. Mm, okay. You know, they went to him and said, Hey, you're not going to be Aquaman anymore, but we want you for Lobo. 
and that was this that was the one he always wanted so he's going to be fine with that but i just, i don't understand dc at all every step that they've taken has been misstep after misstep it's going to be very interesting to see what dc becomes after this if they cut keaton out of the flash movie Mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not going to see any of it. Really? Like fuck that. Like that's the whole reason everybody wants to go. Sure. I mean nobody wants to see Ezra Miller's Tour de Force. No. <laughs> no. And they've already said that they've canceled a Michael Keaton Batman film. He was going to do Batman Beyond. And apparently that that's gone now. And so I just think that the James Gunn might have really screwed the pooch here. Mm, that's really too bad. I mean, they've got such a great IP that for them still struggling to figure out what to do with it, yeah. it's kind of discouraging. Yeah, I mean, I liked the Matt Reeves Batman. I thought it was a little too dark. Mm-hmm. It would be nice to have some levity in your movie. Sure. Not like you don't have to do flat out jokes, but like levity, like you know, lighten it up. Yeah. Lighten it up a bit. Like, like Michael Keaton's Batman straight up murdered people, mm-hmm. but there's some levity in it. And so like you can get around some of that shit. The, the Matt Reeves Batman and the Joker movie are two movies that I've seen once that I don't know if I'll ever watch again. Okay. As a, as a fan of comic book movies, that's not typical for me because I'll see something and be like, Oh yeah, I can rewatch this a bunch of times. And it's mm-hmm. like the, especially the Joker movie. Did, have you seen the Joker movie? No. You are literally watching a dude go crazy and you <laughs> feel bad for him and it's like I'm I am now connecting with the Joker and so it's a really weird like headspace to be in and so like that's that's only one that I could like that I watched and I was like I don't know if I'm ever going to see that one again and so DC's problem is that those movies made a lot of money and so that's what they think people want and if they want to take some cues from Marvel and not do a stupid knee jerk reaction, they should be able to write a film with their top IP, be able to put Batman and Superman and Wonder Woman in the same movie and not have it a giant downer of a fucking movie. Sure. Cause there's no levity in, in most of that stuff. You know, it's all brooding Batman and sad Superman and there was funny in Wonder Woman 1983 or whatever the hell they called it. Oh, where she rapes the dude? Oh, no. That is that what you're saying is funny? <laughs> the whole little Chris Hemworth was no, it's the other guy. It's Chris Pine. Chris Pine. Uh, 1980s garb with the belly bag and. Okay. That was funny. Okay, so one chuckle, uh-huh. Sure. In a two-and-a-half-hour movie <laughs> where she rapes a guy. But, you know, whatever. 
<laughs> Great. I didn't write the movie. I watched it and was like, what the fuck? I had to explain to like a, like a, I guess she was like 10 at the time. Like, because she was even like, but that's not her boyfriend. Yeah, I know. (laughs) (laughs) You know, and then Patty Jenkins wonders why they want her to rewrite a script. God help Rogue Squadron. Yeah, well, I would like to think that Lucasfilm would have something in place to help that, but they don't. It's called the Quick Clause. <laughs> you know, they let they let the biker gang and Boba Fett happen, so I don't really know what to think of Lucasfilm either. Uh, yeah. Oh, that's going to be great. No. Uh Uh-uh. It'll be whatever it is. But, like, you know, not even Lucasfilm is being like, oh, here's the movie slate we're doing. Yeah. They just keep canceling projects. I mean, granted, I don't want another Ryan Johnson Star Wars, so keep canceling those. That's fine, but I would like to see Star Wars at least one more time on the big screen, you know, before I die. Mm-hmm. Which could be any day now, so get on it. I did see the new Avatar movie. Oh, what'd you think of that? It's three hours long, and I'm really sure that they could have cut an hour out of it, and it would have been fine. Okay. Um, it's spectacle for the sake of spectacle at, at points. Um, there's a lot of drawn-out scenes underwater. Okay. Um, that doesn't necessarily have to be in there. Like, mm. like there's, there's a well edited movie that moves and gives you all the information you need and is entertaining. And then there's James Cameron being like, but we can do all this underwater and it's going to look awesome. And we're going to, we're going to put every single second of it in the movie. I guess there's a nine hour cut of, uh, avatar three. Ouch. And he wants to do he wants all the visual effects done for all nine hours before he starts to cut it down. Okay. Uh, that don't do that to fucking those poor visual effects artists. You don't think they need the work? Uh, they're spread thin as it is. Uh. Like that's the reason why CG doesn't look as great as it does as it did before, because they're all, there's so many movies that are using CG Mm-hmm. That aren't that aren't doing anything until after the fact, and then they're they're squeezed for time. Like the the guys that worked on um, in, not Infinity War, Endgame, were talking about how like the the time travel suits that the that the Avengers wear, right, wasn't even designed until like 
like four months into post-production and then they had to go back and stick them on and get them to be, um, you know, they, they had to, they had to look photo real and all this other shit. Right. So they're, they're all like spread thin as it is nine hours. And he's doing, um, he's going the Peter Jackson route of some of the scenes are shot at a higher frame rate. Okay. So instead of doing 24 frames of visual effects, these guys are having to sometimes do 48 frames of like sequences that are like, you know, five minutes long. Mm. It's just, I understand that people think that James Cameron is a genius. He's done some really cool things in his career. He's set the bar really high at times, but Sometimes you just gotta let that shit go. It's hard. It's like, when do you say to a creative no? Well, apparently he has basically told off the um, the studio execs. Somebody had mentioned something to him. Like, there's a story of of, of they said to him, "You need to cut this down," and he said, "I made Titanic. Fuck you. I'm not doing anything." <laughs> and that that ego is dangerous because now he's doing it for himself instead of the audience right you know and like three hour movie people were like three hour movie what if I gotta go to the bathroom and he was like well then come back and see it a second time and it's like <laughs> alright man whatever I don't know but I mean it's a better story than the first one. I feel it's not Pocahontas anymore. Okay. So, you know that it's got that going for it. I have no interest in seeing it. Uh, just the first one I had no interest in. And this one, it's like, eh, <laughs> I mean, if it, and if that's your attitude, definitely like it's, it's not even something that I would say, you know, watch it when it's on Disney plus or whatever. Right. Um, cause you'll be bored to tears and why do that to yourself? <laughs> but you know, I have a morbid curiosity for some of this stuff. I mean, it had a decent opening. It did. And I think a lot of people want to see because, you know, they're wanting, they're wanting like the spectacle that was avatar because I mean, it was, it was revolutionary. Sure. Um, but I kind of feel like James Cameron is kind of on the same par as George Lucas. They're really good at technological innovation. Right. But they don't, they're not building movies for audiences. They're move. They're building movies around the technology. Right. And that hurts them. So I don't know, but who, who can tell George Lucas he's wrong? Well, that's the thing you get, you get to that point. Um, and you can't tell George Lucas and you can't tell James Cameron or Chris Nolan or any of these, any of these guys that are like, you know, household names as directors, like you're not going to tell Spielberg to cut your, his film down. Mm hmm. You're just not going to do it. So 
you know, you're going to have to put up with these egos. And then sometimes, you know, you have to deal with three hour fucking movies. Right. But, you know. It's the way it goes. Yeah. They, they start making millions and millions of dollars for a studio and you know there's there's never been an executive who says you know enough's enough you're you're cut off (laughs) and now in the day of social media it's like you know you can't even have that conversation because it's going to be shared all over the place right and everybody's going to have an opinion on it yeah it's weird yeah i just there there definitely could have been an hour cut out of this film. It could have been a two hour film, two hour and 15 yeah. and you wouldn't have lost anything. The story would have been the same story. It just would have lost a lot of the fluff. I think there's too much fluff in it. And I don't think there's anybody that can tell him otherwise. So I don't know. It's very bizarre. I think the big question everybody wants answered, though, John, is did you buy an NFT this week? I did not. No? Oh, good. That was, that was a little surprise little, Christmas. Oh, good. <laughs> I hope it's the one where he's shooting lasers out of his eyes. <laughs> it's the one where he's an astronaut and looks like Biden. Nice. <laughs> Uh, yeah. I think my favorite part, not to get political, like, you know, this is probably our last show for like the year or whatever. And not to get too political, but I had to laugh when he made the big thing of like, this is going to be a big announcement tomorrow. Mm -hmm. And everybody online speculated for like 12 hours what this was going to be. And it was NFTs. But he got his name in the news cycle. Right. He he was trending for twelve hours, and now he's trending because he was so stupid to do it. Well, so. But I do think that it's waking a few people up, because there are a bunch of those January sixth people that are mm-hmm. going to jail that are still out. That are saying things like, I'm going to jail for this guy and he's hawking NFTs. And it's like, yes, that's the dude that you supported. But does it matter? What? That 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 these people are, are realizing that they, you know, they got conned. Well, it might. It's, I think it's going to ruin his chances, you know, moving forward. Well, I mean, hopefully he gets taken away in handcuffs on... Monday. Well, we'll see. You know. You think he's trying to flee the country right now? He can't. They take his passports. He's... Oh, that's right. He doesn't well, he passports. can go to Russia. Well, he could. Just please take your whole goddamn family with you. <laughs> I'll even help you pack. They want nothing to do with them either. Right. So, Yeah. It'll be interesting to see what 2023 brings us. I'm trying to figure out how to wrap your NFT, but other than that. How to wrap it? Yeah. (laughs) How do you wrap a digital picture? 
Oh, how do you solve a problem like Maria? I'm gonna. I'm actually gonna print it out like poster size so you can hang it over your bed. Wait, I thought you weren't allowed to do that. Well, you're I not. Thought it had to remain digital. You're not supposed to, but you can. Oh. Like that's the whole thing. That's why NFTs are fucking stupid, because you literally can just right-click on something and sit, save as, and you've got a copy of it. Who cares whether you've paid money for it or not? Right. Like. Well, and it'll be the same thing as crypto if it's not already. Oh, no. NFTs are done. Like, the fact that he did it now is just totally fucking stupid. You know, somebody's whispering in his ear. <laughs> you know how to stay relevant? NFTs. Yeah. Well, apparently his wife tried to do NFTs, too, and failed. Oh, yeah. Well, anyway. Because you can just look her up naked on the internet as it is. Right. I like the one of her holding the machine gun standing on the wing of the plane. <laughs> I don't know if I've seen that one. <laughs> is is William Shatner looking out the window with her in the wing of the plane? <laughs> He's terrified. <laughs> terrified. Oh, funny. So do you have a favorite... Um, show or media from this year that that made 2022 for you? Like, what was your favorite thing this year, media-wise? Media-wise? I, uh, I don't know. No? You don't have, like, a favorite TV show? No. No? Nope. Nope. Maybe the new indie trailer being released? I don't know. Mm, okay. I mean, I can't really think of anything that, you know, made the day or the year or whatever. So, okay. Yeah. Fair Meh. enough. Meh. 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 I would have to say my favorite is probably Andor. Okay. I think out of all the things that I watched this year, it was the best of what I've seen. Okay. You know, and we lost, like, a lot of shows were either canceled or ended this year. Like, we lost The Expanse and mm-hmm. um, Westworld was canceled and a bunch of the other stuff. Um, but I think Andor um, surpassed my expectations of what a, an adult Star Wars show could be. Okay. And that doesn't happen very often. Like most of the time you see something and you're like, oh yeah, that's kind of what I was expecting. And I think the idea with Andor of like three different stories over 12 episodes really kind of had it stand apart from the rest of it. I'd agree with that. So I would say Andor is probably my favorite. there any movies that you're going to watch between now and Christmas that you always watch? Oh, I haven't watched any of the Muppet stuff yet this Christmas. 
No. So I'm interested to see the the revised a Muppet Christmas Carol. You have you you have to go into the special features though right. to get to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, of course. You know, it's funny. Um, we always watch Christmas Carol, the Muppet Christmas Carol, uh, every Christmas Eve, and for years we were watching it off of a DVD, and right. the DVD had the song that they cut out in it. Right. And so I think it was last year we watched it off of Disney Plus because I was like, well, I don't need to go track down the fucking DVD now. And uh, I was like, it gets to that part and the song's not there. And I'm like, now granted that song completely derails the movie. Oh, yeah. And just like, it's like whiplash. Like we're coming to a stop here and we're going to sing about something sad and move on. Um. But it's interesting that there was an outcry to get it back. And that they were like, yeah, we'll do that. And uh, But you, it's not going to be the thing that you click on first. <laughs> Very bizarre. Yeah. Are you watching the, uh, the Harry and Meghan miniseries? No. No? I could care less about royalty. Really? Yeah. You're not intrigued by how this money grubbing actress who held open a briefcase on a TV game show <laughs> <laughs> came to marry a prince? No, I mean, it's not like she didn't know what she was getting into. Um, it is hard for me sure. to feel bad about that kind of like, you know, oh, I didn't know, like. It's crazy. Well, no, you did kind of know. Like, I yeah. Don't know what to tell you. I mean, I, I, I get that the the institution of the monarchy is outdated, and you know, it's just there as a as a ritual. Right. It's not you know anything legitimate. They don't make the laws. They're not running around and beheading people. Right. You know, they're doing strictly ceremonial things you know opening parliament and um nothing really of value but they get paid this ridiculous amount of money through the government to to you know live their lifestyle it's like they're like the you know the the british kardashians yeah yeah absolutely did you watch the the documentary? No. No. <laughs> no, cuz I can't stand her as a human being. Oh, okay. I think I I think she's a gold digger. I think she had her own little agenda going. Because when I when I met and worked with Harry about what 7 8 years ago, yeah. he wasn't an asshole. And now all of a sudden he's like speaking out against his family and his dead grandparents. And, you know, this is everything my mother went through. Apparently Charles stopped taking his phone calls because all he did was call and ask for money. It's like, well, if he's asking for money, what about the millions that Lady Di put aside for him? Right. Like, you know, I don't think you're never going to get the full story. Right? Not until at least Charles is dead. Mm, 
I don't know. I mean, how much of your family do you want to destroy just to, you know, settle things? You don't think like, like Harry and Meghan divorce in the future and she does a tell all book and then he's got to respond to it and set the record straight. He goes groveling back to, to William. I don't know. I think she has manipulated him to the point that he, he thinks she's telling him the truth. Hmm. You know, I mean, I think he's being gaslighted because some of the things that he's done since he, you know, left his role as Prince, whereas like they were, they were, um, capitalizing on the, on, you know, being the, the, what is it? The Prince and Duchess of Wales or whatever their title was. Sussex. 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 Yeah. And it's like, that's, you're kind of, I mean, you're kind of being a Kardashian at this point. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're trying to embarrass your family into something that's going to make you a profit. Right. Well, according to the Sunday times, a source close to the Sussexes says Harry and Meg would very much like a meeting with the senior members of the monarchy presumably King Charles and Prince William to tackle issues they laid out in their series. So you didn't think this was going to happen? Why would you agree to that after seeing all these allegations laid out? I don't know. I mean, because, because I mean, technically it's such an institution that it cannot fail. Right. Without throwing the country into even more upheaval. So I think there's a point that, I mean, unless he comes out and says, my father raped me, (laughs) I think Charles and William just kind of have to smile and nod and keep it private. Right. Because it's not going to do any good, and I don't see any chance of reconciliation at this point. No, I don't think so either. I mean, how could you go back to that? Well, he'd have to go back without her. Yes. But she'd get the kid because they don't want the kid. Because it's part black. (laughs) Seriously. Really? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, her mother's black. Well, no, I know that she's, she's mixed. But I didn't realize that they didn't want the kid around because he's black or part black. Oh, yeah. Part, one of the things that was going around back in the early days of the whole upheaval was that somebody in the royal family made a comment about what color the baby would be. Oh, whoops. So, yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's the point in overturn. So, Harry, Megan, go live off of your millions. Well, how much do you think they got for the Netflix special? Oh. Think they made bank? Oh, of course. Mm. Of course they did. They make bank on every appearance. You don't think Oprah paid them? I don't know how how any of that stuff works, so. Yeah, it's kind of weird. It's not like the Princess Diaries, so, you know. (laughs) Don't get your hopes up. 
No. Julie Andrews isn't going to show up and tell me that I'm like royalty somewhere. Uh, she might. Oh. King of the assholes. <laughs> well, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> what a crazy world we live in. Yeah, you think 2023 is going to get better or worse? Oh, worse. <laughs> <laughs> because we're because whatever happens on the January sixth committee is going to have repercussions for the next two years. Yeah, true. So, unless Biden can sign an executive order disbanding the Republican Party, it's going to be more of the same circus. Well, I don't think that's how that works, though, right? <laughs> he can't just say there's no more political party. Why not? He's the president. He can do anything according to the first, last one. <laughs> so why why would that be crazy? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I think it'd be interesting if he tried it. Uh, I mean, and I know there was a thing today that a bunch of Democrats got together and are trying to do legislation to where Trump can't run or Trump can't hold office anymore. Right. But the problem with that is the language that, that they use is about the support of an insurrection. Right. And the, um, um, you know, spurring on the insurrectionists. And the problem is it's never been referred to as an insurrection legally. None of the people that have been put in jail have been put in jail for an insurrection. It's been seditious. Um, oh, what's the word? Um, whatever. It, but it's never been um, classified as an insurrection. It's been called the January 6th riots. It's been, um, you know, an attack on the Capitol, blah, blah, blah. The media has called it an insurrection, but nobody in the government or any court system has ever said it was an insurrection and so it won't hold any water with the conservative judges that it's going to have to go through so that's just all going to be a waste of time I guess unless the judges really don't want to deal with Trump but you well, know it's starting to sound like a lot of his supporters no longer want to put up with the bullshit so oh, I could only imagine you know that would be nice. Yes, it would. <laughs> All right. So this is probably going to be our final episode for the year because you're I traveling and you're going to be like super busy when you get back. And I'm just going to veg out in the corner. Okay. <laughs> been a long year um but at some point we'll get back on here yes um do you have anything else for this week or are we done uh i think we're done all right cool all right well if you want to get in touch with us while we're on break or whatever you can always email at info at dance monkey podcast.com 
You can follow us on Facebook and YouTube and all that good jazz and let us know you're listening. So until next time, this is Chris. This is John. Have a good week. You sit on a throne of lies. (laughs) 